Donald Baptist, the market is closed. Good Wednesday afternoon, everybody. This is Kip Harridge with the Daily VRA Investing Podcast. We'll tell you in just a couple of minutes what happened in the markets today. More importantly, we'll tell you what's going to be going forward using the VR Investing System as our guide. And uh, today was Fed Day. Big, big day always. Uh, we have a Fed meeting and Fed uh, rate cut, and then followed by the always exciting uh, Jerome Powell press conference, <clears throat> which typically... And Tyler's researched this uh, pretty in-depth over the, the time that Powell's been in office under Trump. Powell has not had the Midas touch when it comes to the markets. That's an understatement. Markets typically go the wrong direction, meaning down when he speaks. Didn't happen today, though. Markets actually jumped on his news. But we have a lot of important things to cover today. Uh, so let's take first what happened in the markets, and we'll get into some important VRA analytics and uh, statistical analysis that we see, the inner workings of what's happening in the market. Um, big day today. If you've been joining us, you know we've been ultra bullish here. Stampede higher to year end. Of course, nothing goes in a straight line, but today, so far, pretty good today. Uh, Dow Jones up 115, closing at 27,186, just a couple of hundred points away from all-time highs. S&P 500 closed today at another new all-time high, up almost 10 points at 3,046. Where'd all those perma bears go? They've gotten so quiet in, the, in my Twitter feed and uh, my emails and our feedback. They just appear to have disappeared. Uh, I, uh, I can understand why. Uh, NASDAQ up 27 points, closing at 8,308 today. That puts the NASDAQ about, uh, well, 36 points away, also from hitting an all-time high. Our loser on the day was Russell 2000. Again, been joining us here. We went ultra bullish on the Russell 2000 about three weeks ago. Uh, we've taken some profits, as a matter of fact, yesterday in our options position, some very nice uh, triple-digit gains. Uh, Russell 2000 took a breather today, down four points at 15.72. So <clears throat> this is what we shared today with our clients. And I think uh, I think it's instructive to look to know exactly where we are because uh, because of your investing system, it's just my, I had great mentors, right? This has worked for us for 34 years. There's a reason we've beaten the markets 15 out of 16 years. Our system keeps us on the right side of the markets. Right now, we have 10 out of 12 screens that continue to be bullish. That's just that's back up the territory on pullbacks. That's just what it is. Uh, we have reached extreme overbought levels in the broad markets. Do not be surprised via pullback, but frankly, wouldn't be surprised to see a stampede higher from here either. It's that kind of a market, but... We're very disciplined in our approach. So we are, uh, we've taken some profits. We're going to take a little bit of a wait-and-see approach here. Of course, in our long-term, medium-to-long-term positions, we are fully invested and ready to rock and roll. But we do look for a strong finish into year-end and, uh, and a strong start to the new decade. Uh, what is it, 70 days away? Crazy, isn't it? Uh, uh, starting 2020 here uh, pretty soon. So we think, uh, you know, this is, again, seasonality. This is the best time to be in the markets, right here, right now. End of October through May-ish. Uh, some people say beginning of May. Others say end of May. We'll say May-ish. Uh, but this is when 93% of all gains take place. It's been the case for about 50 years now. And so this is when you want to be long and strong. Of the catalysts that we see that stand out to us the most, uh, here they are. <clears throat> in, in, in October so far, 80% of all trading days have had Better than two to one market internals. That's advanced decline and up down volume. Uh, we also track 52 week highs to lows, which have been rock solid as well. So the trifecta there has been positive about 80% of the time in the month of October, even more so in, in new 52 week highs to lows. That, that's, that's the foundational strength of the market. 
that's a big part of what we key off of. When those internals start to weaken, the market's telling you something's not right. The weekends, the, the, the latecomers will continue to buy, but the smart money is selling. Uh, leadership, look at this. I mean, tech, rock solid. Semiconductors, of course, leads to tech, rock solid. That's upside momentum from exactly where you want to see it. In tech, growth, momentum. And, of course, we've seen the same thing happening in, in the Russell 2000 small caps. They've actually been leading. That's the broadening action we want to see. We're seeing it across many different sectors now. Significant broadening action, rising tide lifts all boats. We're also seeing, again, very few people are really talking about this. As you know, we have been for some time. Global markets are breaking out. They never crashed. They never got, they never got uh, you know, as bad as the news was that we're going into recession. U.S.-China trade war. The global economy is going into recession. How many times did you hear that? Because we had to hear that garbage every single day. But it wasn't the truth. The markets are the best discounting mechanism on the planet. They were telling us something quite different. And now they're all above the 200-day moving average. They're in confirmable market territory. Many are approaching or hitting 52-week highs as well, and some great values that we see possibly in the emerging markets as we head into year end. We're watching this very closely right now. Also, don't fight the tape in the Fed. Again, today, Fed Day, Jerome Powell cuts rates by a quarter of a point to a range of one and a half to one and three quarter percent. That's the third cut in a row. It was a 97% probability of a quarter point cut. That's what we got. And uh, just think about this. You know, how long has President Trump been saying, rates are too high? You got to cut rates. Right, you got to stop quantitative tightening. You should start quantitative easing, because look at what's happening globally with negative rates everywhere. There's that that dichotomy. It just didn't it didn't work. The Fed can't come out and say the obvious, which is, we we apologize. <clears throat> Our president was right, and we have been wrong. We're the monetary experts. We're supposed to get this stuff right, but we caused the crash in late 2018 with. Four rate hikes, making it eight total rate hikes in a row, eight straight rate hikes. We caused the crash in 18. We've now tried to reverse that. We've cut we've, we've cut three times. We raised four times last year because we didn't know what we were doing. We were on the wrong side of the market completely. <laughs> They'll never utter those words or anything close to it, but we know the truth, right? I mean, that that is the reality. We're seeing Trump here was right again on this. Another big positive for us, of course, is bear sentiment and, and fund flows. We're broken record on this. We've been talking about this for so long. It's crazy. It's insanely crazy that our markets are hitting all-time highs, yet investor sentiment is still barely neutral. Frankly, it's still bearish. Fund flows, we're talking about institutional money, retail money, ETF, mutual fund, fund, fund flows, all of it is positioned very negatively. We've had over $110 billion in negative equity fund flows globally. Uh, so far in 2019, as the markets keep uh, rocketing higher, that's fuel for the move higher because they it's Tina. There is no alternative. All right. They, and, and FOMO, fear of missing out. They are going to start flooding back in the market. That's the stampede that we're talking about that we believe is highly not just possible, but likely uh, because the pullbacks are going to be very small, very short lived because of the amount of money coming in. Folks, ignore the negative stuff you see on TV, most of it's, it's just propaganda anyway. The biggest fear people have really is that, uh, okay, could Warren win? Could Trump lose? Could, could, could Bernie win? You know, might he be impeached? Of course, the House uh, can do what they want to, but the Senate, you know, that's, 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 a, that's a different story. 
three-quarters of the Senate is going to have to agree with the House. And again, these are not likelihoods. These are, you know, like we're talking about in the, in the range of maybe 5% possibility that these were to happen. So, but that's what has a lot of people concerned. If you're watching cable news, you can see why. That's all they talk about. Um, <clears throat> ignore the, uh, the fear mongers, folks. Uh, let's see. Let's get right to the internals because this was interesting today. Again, we are at extreme overbought levels. Our discipline means that we don't add new positions at this point. We just don't. Uh, we hold our positions. We look to buy on pullbacks. Uh, we don't sell and take profits unless we're in our options, uh, parabolic options program, which, of course, is much more active and aggressive. You know, uh, time really matters there, but not as much with our equity. So this is really a we already own the positions. Let's hold the positions because every broad market industry is now at extreme overbought territory. And we saw that show up today in the internals. Again, Dow Jones up 115, NASDAQ up 27, S&P 500 up 9, another all-time high. So what is up with the internals? Advanced decline, negative. Up-down volume, uh, slightly positive. New 52-week highs, positive but not greatly so. So again, we see action here that says it's a little bit of buy the rumor, sell the news. Not that we can't keep going higher. Not that the stampede higher won't just continue higher from here. But we watch these internals very closely. We, we recommend that that's what you want to do as much as anything. Ignore the noise. Look at the market internals. Look at the foundational strength of the markets uh, to, to tell you what's really going on. We see the same thing in the sector watch. Uh, nine of 11 sectors were higher today. That's great news. But once you open the hood a little bit, you see, okay, well, there's no great shakes here. I mean, energy was down 2%. That was our big loser on the day. Our biggest gain was utilities. You know, I mean, rates dropped today. That makes sense. But you don't want to see utilities leading the way to the upside, uh, up uh, 8 tenths of 1%, uh, with health and real estate behind at about 7 tenths of 1%. So, again, we're just, uh, we're market watchers very closely when it comes to the stuff, as you can tell. And I think hopefully if you've been paying attention to us here, been listening to us and joining us each day or hopefully each week at, le at least, uh, we've been able to help you make some money in these markets. And uh, we love we love having you here with us every day. Uh, again, sign up for our email alerts. So you'll know the minute this is posted at brainsider.com slash podcast. Again, brainsider.com slash podcast. Uh, final note today, Bitcoin today closed uh, down to, or was trading at, down 200 at 9,220. And gold, our commodity watch, let's see here, gold today was up 750 an ounce on, again, a, they, a gold likes lower rates, I guess, at 1498 an ounce. Silver up 5 cents an ounce at 1788. And oil was down 61 cents a barrel at 54.93 a barrel. Again, folks, my name is Kip Harridge. As always, we appreciate you joining us here. Have a great night. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.